This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not meant as a substitute for or replacement of working with a mental or medical health professional. Welcome to Taboo Talk Time with Dr. Eva, where we inspire a movement towards breaking through societal norms, increasing awareness, and unhinging the taboo. Taboo Talk Time hosts guest experts from around the world in the mental and medical health fields who are passionate about making a difference in our society. Visit tabutalktime.com to learn more about Dr. Eva's therapeutic services, online couples courses, live couples retreats, and of course, our free podcast. Here is your host, Dr. Eva Brown, licensed marriage and family therapist and intimacy specialist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Taboo Talk Time. Today, we have Nigel Henry on the line with us. Hello, Nigel. Hello. Welcome to the show. So happy to have you. If you guys could see his smile, his smile's gorgeous. Um, (laughs) He he activates and unleashes the greatness in people, and he really caught my eye. I was, you know, checking out a couple of his posts online, and, you know, he just has a lot of accolades, a lot of accomplishments and awards, and is really trying to make a difference in the world. And you guys all know that I love people that try to make a difference in the world. So Nigel was amongst the first set of black British males to graduate from the university in UK. He was part of the team that developed the A320 Airbus aircraft, which is really cool. You have to tell me about that one day. Um, Mm -hmm. discovered the mental virus that reduces the awareness level in humans and developed the mastery performance activation system and is currently orchestrating the change angel activation movement. And today we're going to be talking about leveraging the negative, the gifts of negative emotions to activate high-level performance relationships here on Earth. And we're specifically, right, we're going to specifically talk about leveraging the gift of anger. So let's dive into the topic. And I would actually really love to hear a little bit about the philosophy behind your work, Nigel. Yes. Um, In a nutshell, um, I would say that the traditional view of humans is that we're developing and becoming great or becoming more aware or becoming, you know, there's this forward direction. And what I've observed through my meditations and downloads is that we are already born great. Like when a baby comes out of the womb, they're at maximum development. And what happened is there's a gradual downgrading as they enter into the world and acquire language. And the language is like programming the mind to ignore more and more things. And so ultimately, if we are, um, if we've ignored enough pe- things, aware, our awareness goes to zero and we're called ignorant. And at some point, someone has to interfere and arrest the downgrade so that we can return to our original state. So the philosophy of my work is that people are returning back to greatness. They're not becoming great. Does That's that make right. sense? That makes complete sense. And I would say that I'm aligned with that, Nigel. Okay. You know, I, I mean, from my, from my philosophy and what I've learned, right, uh, mm-hmm. we all have limitations in our learning process, right? And it's interesting mm-hmm. that you talk about the, the English or any language, really, mm-hmm. uh, because as, when I was going through my programs, you know, I, I realized how limited language really is um, in terms of being able to uh, bespoke our greatness as a human race, really. Right. You know, so it is really limiting, though. I can see that. And it's only limiting to the degree that I'm not aware that it's limiting. As soon as I'm aware that it's a limiting tool, it shifts from being a limiting tool to being a creative tool. So if you think about pottery, um, a clay, the way that we create pots or whatever we're creating is by limiting the clay and shaping it. But you've got to be aware that you're working with a limiting tool. 
and you shape it consciously. And so that's what we call shaping the mind. So most people's minds are being shaped without their awareness. And then once it freezes, like we put it in the kiln, it stays there forever until somebody melts it down. And we call it mind melting or brainwashing. Either way, it can be restored because nothing is permanent in the mind. No, nothing is permanent. It's always moving. (laughs) Um, I, I like the idea, you know, that everything is changing. There's always change happening. And one of the most significant things that I relate to is nature. You know, I go Mm. in my, I love to garden. I go in my backyard and I notice that I cut, I clipped something, you know, a couple weeks ago and here it is all back and wild in form. Absolutely. And so, Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a framework that I have called the four realms. And it basically says, If you look at a being, they're actually made up of four realms, spiritual realm, mental realm, physical realm, and emotional realm. Mm. And each realm has its own characteristics, if you like. But the spiritual realm, that is called the source realm. That's where God is. All it knows is to do is to bring bring into existence. It's just pouring but in order for it to, things to manifest in the physical realm, it has to pass through the mental realm. And the mental realm is where things get shaped. Mm-hmm. So the spirit can be transformed into an image or an idea or a language or a word. And then through the mind meant, um, characteristic, it then becomes um, real in life and then passes through the body, through actions, etc. And we have a corresponding emotion that goes with that. Now, the reason I bring that up is because the spirit is constantly pouring in change. And the only thing that can attempt to limit the spirit is mind being frozen in a particular shape, if that makes sense. So when you said nature is like nature actually is it's almost like nature's God's partner. Hey man, I'll, whatever you want, I'll I'll make it happen for you. you want things to change? <laughs> but there's a great um, relationship between source and nature, and yeah. I think that's how I heard your description of you know interacting with nature. Yes, thank you for coloring that so much more beautifully for me. Mm. Very nice. I I when I'm thinking about the mind being frozen. Right. Mm. It's interesting because, you know, I associate, I'm curious what you associate with, but I associate the mind being frozen with our beliefs, our prejudices, um, you know, our experiences in life, right? I think that's what you're saying, I think. Yeah. Well, the mind is a beautiful creative chamber. Okay. It's like whoever invented this thing called the mind was a genius. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It was beautiful because of the way it works. And basically it can take on any shape that can be imagined. Mm -hmm. And the spirit has infinite potential Mm -hmm. to make that shape real. So the spirit is like life giving energy substance that when it enters the creative chamber of the mind, Whatever the mind was conceiving, it shall manifest in reality, right? Achieving is that how they put it in regular speak. Right. So the reason why I say it's beautiful is because it can either be fluid, a fluid open mind that just flows like you, when we talked about the mystical people, we're always looking for change. In fact, my group is called Change Angels. Or it can hold shape over time called belief system. Mm. Right? And a belief system requires that the mind repeats the same thought over and over again. Hence, in traditional religion, there's repetition mm-hmm. every day. Every you know, day. Every it's day. a ritual. And you don't want to disrupt the thinking by asking questions. God right? forbid. Exactly. You might change. So the reason why the mind is frozen is because it's encouraged 
supported, structured to repeat the same thought over and over again. And so that's how it maintains rigidity. And if you keep the repetition going without expanding it to other perspective, exposure, travel, you'd think that's all there is. It's, this is how it is. You see, that's, that's, that's what I phrase. Yeah. Only because you refuse to re- expand or stop that cycle. Yeah. So, in, so as change angels, as we talked about, our job is to disrupt repetition. Um, I always think of Hawaii mm. as paradise. You know, it's a beautiful paradise, right? But people forget what it was before the paradise. Mm-hmm. Volcanic eruption. Yes, that's, that's true. <laughs> exactly. So there are agents or angels or beings on the ground whose job is to cause volcanic eruptions so that the change can occur. And the change always results in paradise. So if we want heaven, we must be willing to go through disruption. And a lot of people associate disruption as discomfort. And so they avoid it and stay in the previous version. Oh, no, it's been like this forever. We don't want to change. Oh, no. And so you can see it. You know, as you travel in America, there's certain towns that have been this way forever because the mind kept it that way. So anyway. Yes, no, I love that. I, I really love the way that you make distinctions about the mind in ways that I've never heard it made distinctions about before. Um, mm. In other words, I've learned the same thing mm-hmm. right, through time, but the way that you teach it and the way that you're talking about it, I can see how it would really resonate with not, not just the philosophers and the thinkers and the change agents in the world, but for, but for people that are stuck, that are really yeah. feeling that, why is my life like this? Why am yeah. I sad? Why, why is it not changing the way I want it to change? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you should say that because I realize in retrospect, that I was prepared for this kind of work, mm. right? So in like the short version of my life journey, mm. when I was young and I got a toy, I would take it apart because I wanted to see what was inside. In fact, I remember when I was in Jamaica and I was a little kid, maybe three, four, we are the only uh, modern device we had way up in the Blue Mountains um, was a transistor radio. Interesting. And this is weird to me that this little orange box, it was on this little sunny transistor. It was talking every morning. It was talking. It was like, this is the BBC World Service. And it was was transmitting the BBC World Service every morning. And my grandmother would sit there and listen to the radio. And I was like, there's a man in there. Mm. So I got that radio and smashed it to pieces. Because I wanted to find where the man was. Look how amazing. Yes. Now, fast forward, I, when I was like... Still trying to figure out where the man is, right? (laughs) Well, actually, it moved on to inquiry. And when I got toys, I took them apart. Any mechanical, electrical device, I took it apart. Because I wanted to find out how it worked on the inside. And then fast forward, I went and studied electronic engineering as my degree, because I wanted to find out how these devices work on the inside. And then fast forward, it turns out electronics is software engineering, which is how it works on the inside. And it turns out that software is modeled after the human mind. Literally, memory, um, speech, the whole, in fact, if you look at your iPhone, it's just a, a mind in a device. Yes. The hardware represents the body. So the whole computer is actually a model of the human. And then fast forward to Y2K, I was responsible for fixing the Y2K bug, which is where wow. the computers couldn't talk to each other because it was going to die at 2000, right? And fast forward, during that, I had a revelation in that moment when okay. I was doing the Y2K bug. 
And it's like the spirit said to me, Nigel, you realize you're looking at the wrong computer. Ah, uh, uh-huh. yes. Why don't you find the bug that is interfering with the person that created the computer? The bug in the computer is a result of a bug in the creator. Oh, well, who created that? Well, humans create computers. Duh. <laughs> so from two- <laughs> Sorry, but that's hilarious to me. Keep going. So from 2000 to this day, I have been examining inner workings of the human, especially the mind where the computer lives. And I found the bug. That's my claim, right? I found the bug that makes humans talk funny and their mind go cloudy and do weird things and downgrade. You feel me? And and, uh, because of software engineering, it's the exact replica of what humans are doing, all said in reverse, humans have made computers to behave like themselves. Right, right. That makes so sense. So look at the person and you can figure out how it behaves, yeah. Yes, but look at the computer, look at the iPhone, and you'll see how humans work. Very cool. I really so, like that. And so... Since every child is born with one of these iPhone devices, hello, if we speak iPhone speak, you can get to spiritual speak, right? That's very interesting. Yes, I really love all of the ways that you paint the picture of the human mind, the human body, the human condition, and how it relates back to you to programming. Exactly. So now we can see that the mind is really a set of programs running. Some of them are visible and some of them are subconscious, but they run. And just like computers, if you press the right button, it will trigger a program. Hello. And Mm -hmm. emotions are part of that program set. Mm -hmm. And, but if you look at, say, an iPhone, you see it's a beautifully designed and engineered device. Okay. It's not just randomly put together. Somebody was thinking about it. In fact, if we reflect on Steve Jobs, he imagined it and said, you know, what if we had a device like in Star Trek and you just spoke to it and said, beam me up, Scotty. And I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the beam me up, Scotty. I'm still waiting for that. You know, beam me up. Well, that's, why, why do you think they've stopped working on after the iPhone 10? They're like, this is it. Guess what? You know, they're going to start collaborating between Elon Musk and Apple because mm. he has a thing called where he can print out an engine. You know that? Really? Rocket. You had to just print it. Like, no instead way. Of, instead just, of constructing it, you can print it. Yep, print it. Wow. Can we do that with the mind as well, Nigel? Can well, we- the mind is the software, meaning <laughs> cool. if you can imagine it, we can build it. Okay. Yes. So right. you see, we're there. We're actually there. So yes. beam me up just means deconstruct me here and reprint me over there. But we have to. We have. I don't know how far they've got, but we have to decode life itself. Yes. And put it in digital form. But we can do that for robots. You see, we can just print a robot over there. That's so interesting. I really, yes, it makes complete sense to me. Yes, you are, you are being heard and acknowledged by me, 100%. Wow. Oh, amazing. I met someone that understands me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of people that understand you. And if not, that's a shame. Well, let's find them is what I'm saying, actually. What's let's, that, dear? Let's, let's assemble them because it's a special group who are willing to look through the lens of the creator. Mm-hmm. It's only a few people on the planet are willing at the moment. And it's our job to awaken and activate the rest of the planet. But first of all, mm-hmm. we've got to assemble and get used to each other again. You know? mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. We do. We have to assemble and get used to each other again and be, and help each other, you know, yes, help exactly. each other. And, and really come together as we, because we're all one anyway, you know, it's like, exactly. stop separating, stop moving to this place right. of your ego, where you think that you know, everything about life, and you don't, you know, I know that I know nothing as much as I need to know about life, you know, and I think our ego and our resistance well, really gets in the way of that programming, you know, it turns out that the ego is a program, right, in and of itself. Uh, 
to protect. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, it does what it, we thought it was for. But like all programs, they can be upgraded or deleted. They can. So that's, that's the work that I do. I'm like, okay, if I'm working with someone, mm-hmm. I, as they're talking and actually I listen to their thinking. Mm-hmm. And, or, for example, belief system is a set of programs that are just recurring all the time. It's like you're running Microsoft 4.0. Mm-hmm. And like, hello, there's an upgrade. You know, <laughs> but they're not aware because exactly. nobody gave them the activation code. Right. And I like Apple's design because mm. they don't do activation. They do downloads. Mm. And so just like in the spiritual realm, Download. we're constantly being downloaded. But with software, our mind has to be receptive to the download. The designer is knocking at the door called intuition. But if the mind is busy going around in a loop, nine to five, unconscious hello knock knock yeah wake up i'm trying to get in here man there's an upgrade available so (laughs) right you know it's there upgrade available it is true yeah it's been there forever but we've been been yes but we've been encouraged there's a program running in the mind that says we don't have time for that no right we got to go and keep going doing the cycle. So people are distracted from the upgrade. So mm-hmm. part of the work of the assembled angels, is what I call them the change angels, is to figure out graceful ways of disrupting normality in a way where they don't get shot. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Nigel. That sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> don't get shot. So the model, there was a model for this, by the way, it's called the matrix. All right. Mm-hmm. And so the change angels are neos where they're aware that there's something wrong with the world and they're tinkering right. around. Right. But then there's another group called Morpheus mm-hmm. who's looking to help Neo. But Neo mm-hmm. is not aware of Morpheus, Morpheus, but Morpheus is aware of Neo. Right. That's the work I do. Mm-hmm. We're like trying to find those who are trying to change the world. That's right. But we've got to gracefully disrupt them in a way where they can hear you mm-hmm. and then we help them in a way they don't get shot, because if you get shot, the game is over, right? And MLK got shot. So so we've got to learn how to move without getting shot. Yes, thank you. No shooting, please. (laughs) Well, no, there's shooting going on, but just don't get hit by the bullet. That's right. Yeah, that's the skill. Yeah, Yeah. love that. Yes. So we've got to, so the operating system, the latest download, which is what I'm offering, yeah. A download. I'm not saying this is it. I'm just saying yes. this opens the portal for, let's just say this is the iPhone 6. Yeah. Once you have the 6, you will have access to the 7, the 8, the 9, the 10. But unless you download 6, man, you're going to be on 5 forever. You're going to be on 5 forever. Yes. yes. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So let's practice allowing upgrades. They're the the mind is built to receive the upgrade. Um, yes. So, yes. So part of the lower grade, by the way, is the illusion of separation. Yes. That's what the virus creates. Right. The virus like you're talking about. It gets me to think I'm separate from you and that I know this and you don't. And, and there's a whole business models and teaching models based on that operating system. And that's part of the disruption that's occurring right now yes. in technology and spirituality. Everything. Yep. We're here to remove that version of the software so mm. that people can be much better and rapidly accelerate to the next level. Yes, I love that. So let's talk about how yes. to do that. Let's talk about anger. Oh, the gift of anger. The All gift right. of anger, right? Let's let's anchor into yes. that because I think there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger, right? Absolutely, there yeah. is. Yeah. So, to before to lead into that, let me create some context. Right. Um, the four realms framework that I mentioned mm-hmm. is basically um, it's really three realms together and one realm that governs them all. So the spiritual realm is really a big circle, Mm. right? And the mental, physical, 
and emotional are like a three mm. circles that are living inside of the spiritual realm. So the spiritual realm is everywhere. And the mental, physical, emotional represents the local version of me. Great. So every being, every being has a mental, physical, emotional, mm -hmm. and has access to the universal spirit that's everywhere around, the spiritual realm. That's right. Now, when you consider the mental, physical, emotional, it's actually a loop. They've all, all the mind speaks to the body. Yes, and it speaks in this order, which is contrary to popular opinion. Okay. This is the order. Mind speaks to body. Body speaks to emotion. Emotion speaks to mind in that order. Interesting. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not the traditional view. Yeah. Most people think it's somewhere the emotion is first. Although it's the first area to develop, is not the order in which the human being performs. Yeah. So the mind goes, thank you, spirit. I got that. Now let me tell the body to do something about it. The body goes, yeah, I'm doing it, man. And then the body, while it's doing it, the motion goes, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That feels good. Hey, hey, mind, we like that. And the mind goes, you like that? <laughs> you know body. He, he, I know you like it. So the body talks to the mind through the emotion. And it's this feedback loop. It's yeah. standard engineering practice. Feedback. Yeah, cybernetics. That's what my PhD is in, cybernetics, oh. systems thinking, and all that fun stuff. <laughs> Excellent. And so... In terms of performance, yeah. which is what the body is for, it's a performing instrument. Right. The emotional realm represents the feedback, the dashboard that tells us what's happening. So in one of my somewhere on my website, basically the emotional realm is like the cockpit. Mm. Love it. It's also on if you think of the body as a car, the emotional realm is the dashboard on your car. I really like that. Um, yeah. Like that. And so on the dashboard, most people are familiar with the visible things like the rev counter and the speedometer and the gas level, right? Mm -hmm. But they are not aware that there's some lights on that dashboard. And you see it when you put the key in the first time, you click one time and all these lights come on and then some of them go off. And as soon as you start the engine, the rest of them go off if everything is fine. Yes. Those lights on your dashboard is the emotions of the car. Mm -hmm. and it's like, I'm okay. Yeah, and I have oil. I have oil. I've got, I got my gas. We're good. Right. And if everything is good, no lights are on on the dashboard. Yes. Except the green light. Right. And the green light is saying, yeah, man, we're cool. Yes. And if that light goes off, it may turn red or yellow. But there's one of them that, when it comes on, you better take your car to the mechanic immediately. And it's called check engine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when that red light comes on, please like, turn. Oh, no. Well, most people drive with that engine light on. Forever. Older. Yeah. Yes, it's just like, oh, what's that light? I don't know. It's been on there since I got the car. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? You're driving with the check engine light on? You know, it's just a matter of time. I just love these metaphors. It's awesome. Yeah, so what happened? The check engine light is called the gift of anger. Very cool. Very the cool. The gift of anger. When it's on, it's telling you something is seriously wrong. That's right. And anger is the most important emotion in the human body temple. Without it, you will damage the engine. So the mm. best way I can give, the best analogy, again, I can give for... The gift of anger. Now, I'm saying the gift. Anger is not a negative emotion. It's a special emotion. Must be installed in every human. If you don't have it, the engine will get damaged. The performance will mess up. Well, yeah, because and then you won't know if there's something wrong or not. Thank you. That's what anger is telling us. I so the it. other way, the other analogy I have is the smoke detector. I call it anger is the smoke detector of the body. So in every house, there's a smoke detector. And it's sitting there, and it does nothing. It just looks like, what's that little round thing on the ceiling? Nothing. You light a cigarette in that house and see what happens. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. What's that noise? Yeah. Smoke detector's gone off. Smoke detectors, they're monitoring all the time 
looking out for one thing, smoke. Mm-hmm. And if, if it beeps away with the sniff of smoke and you don't do anything about it, the advanced fire um, smoke detector goes, wah, 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 and starts flashing these lights. So, uh, it goes crazy. Yeah. And then if you don't do anything, it starts turning off the power and opening these emergency doors and um, turning on the sprinkler. That's right. In other words, if you addressed the concern early, ah, no problem. You open the window and you turn off the smoke, it goes off. But if you ignore it, it escalates and it keeps going until it shuts everything down. And it may activate some other emotions just to shut things down. So anger's job is to shut shit down. Excuse my French, but that's what we're here for. If you don't address check engine light, the engine will shut itself down. I absolutely love this. So now we have anger. So the purpose of anger is to keep watch over this precious temple that does beautiful work on earth and is designed with precision engineering. So if you mess with it, the anger light goes off. Now, what are these precision things, Nigel? What are you talking about, man? In engineering, they're called values and settings. Mm, Interesting. Okay. Settings and values. Like, so... They have presets and so in manufacturing, like they have precise settings yes. for things. And as long as the engine is running in these settings, yeah. everything's fine. And yeah. so when you take your thoughts to the mechanic, all they're doing is resetting things, mm-hmm. setting the values. Oh my God, they get a little manual out and go, oh, that's, ooh, that number's wrong. Now the computer says, beep, 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 that number's wrong. And they just reset it. And now oh, we've reset your car and it's all back and the light has gone off. You see? What is that in the human temple? Core values. Mm -hmm. Core values. Every human has a set of core values. And if you mess with any of them, the gift of anger triggers off like an automatic smoke detector. And it just says, excuse me, what are you doing? And you have (laughs) no say in the matter. No. No say whatsoever. You can try and shut it down, but all you're doing is putting a cover over your dashboard. It's like, oh, I don't want to see that light, so let me just cover it over. Yeah, that's not going to work, folks. It's not going to (laughs) work. Well, all it's doing, it doesn't change anything. There's still something wrong, but you're just ignoring it. Ignorance. That's called ignorance. Yes. And then every – I was going to say, too, like, you know, and the more and more you ignore – the more and more symptoms start to pop so up. And more the more the gift of anger escalates. It escalates. Because and it's then knocking, people, right? It's saying, pay well, attention to me. Well, anger knocks at the beginning, and then afterwards it starts interfering with systems. Well, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's not passive. The anger is not a passive device sitting there going, excuse me, there's right. a fire. No, it's like, hello, you don't move. I'm going to shut some more stuff down. So that's what we call illness. And it will shut down your mind and shut down a whole bunch of things until you can't move at all. And it says, I'm sorry, I have to disable you because you're driving irresponsibly. Yes. You need to go and see a practitioner, healer, coach, or somebody to get your stuff back together because you weren't paying attention. That's right. So I'm shutting you down. And you'll see that most people, when you meet them in therapy or whatever, they're angry. Angry. And they, and then they go, well, I should really manage my anger. That's like managing, managing your smoke detector. You don't manage your smoke detector. You make sure it's active. Put a battery in it. So that's- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Keep it active. Uh, <laughs> put a dang battery in it, for God's sake. Right. Right? Make- we need it. So- so I recommend anger as a companion. Now, so the thing though now, most people didn't read the manual in the glove compartment. You know, in the glove compartment of your car, there it does a manual that describe all these lights and it has all the settings and it says, you know, if this happens, then do this. So it turns out each of the emotions, especially anger, has instructions that come with it. Mm-hmm. If this happens, do this. If this happens, so people have forgotten that. And by the way, it's written in the DNA. 
Mm-hmm. But because of the virus that I mentioned that shuts down awareness, then you ignore the thing that you know. Yeah. That's called ignorance. Right. And then because you're ignoring what you know, you go and ask somebody who's also ignoring what they know and read it in a book that was written by somebody who wanted to control them. Mm-hmm. And now if you can't read it in a book, then you don't know. And I'm saying, no, the hardware came with built-in memory. Very good. It knows everything that it should do, and that's why the gift of anger can reset you and knows when to go up. So now, just to talk about anger now, the way that anger is measured in, is in color. Mm-hmm. Anger is measured in color, and it ranges from blue anger to red anger. Right from blue to red. Blue is super chilled out. Hey, man, it's so cool. Zend out. Okay? Hold on there. If you're in blue mode, you're chilled, mm-hmm. right? You're basically um, Buddha sitting on meditating. Mm-hmm. But most of us can't operate and perform in blue mode. So the next color up is green mode. Green is where we're doing. We're actually engaged with each other. And in green mode, we accept that there's going to be certain violations within certain tolerances mm. like i may swear here and there mm-hmm. and go oh you, just, you didn't mean that that's not too much or i may you know i might be brushing up against your cross over your border mm-hmm. and i go yeah you know, once or twice i can tolerate that that's right but if it keeps you see and everybody has different tolerances and it turns out the higher the performances of a mm-hmm. person is the less the tolerance. It's an engineering principle. Low tolerance, high performance. High tolerance, low performance. So people that tolerate abuse typically are not trying to run a country or lead an organization. You see what I'm saying? I totally get it. Yeah, I actually really love the metaphor. I think it's great. Yeah, it makes complete sense. Keep going, Nigel. Yeah, so for high-performing people, such as yourself, hey, one of my core values is integrity. Precision matters. Mm-hmm. What time What time is the call? 11. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, man, you mean 11.05, 11? No, 11.0.00. Mm-hmm. Now, you go into Jamaica, where I grew up, and time is not, precision is not one of their core values in general. And they're like, man, what time are we meeting? Oh, 11-ish. Yeah, 11-ish. <laughs> what do you mean? 11-ish plus or minus two hours. That's what that means. It is in Miami here too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so if you're late by two hours, it's no big deal. No, chill, man, no big thing. You do that in England. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> totally unreliable. No value. No, no core value. You know what I'm saying? We can't have this guy in the organization because yeah. he will mess things up and we'll just get angry. Right. Our tolerance for time integrity is much higher. Right. Plus, for a space shuttle, right. plus or minus one millimeter yeah. means death for the astronauts, you see? That's so anyway, true. I'm, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's very but, true. Yeah. It's a very good perspective, Nigel. Yeah. So the higher the performance is the less tolerance we have. Mm-hmm. Lower for a train, a door shuts, it doesn't have to seal. You see what I'm saying? Nobody's yes. going to die. But yes. you're flying in a space shuttle and a micro hole can blow the thing up. You see? Tolerance yes, it can. it can blow. Yes. So as humans, we, are, we have a range of performance levels. There's mm. high performance individuals like Olympic players and mm-hmm. people that just work out in the gym. Mm-hmm. For the Olympians, precision diet matters. Us, you know, every day, you know, go to the McDonald's every so often, you know, no big deal. What? You do what? So now we can bring it back to anger. Right. I'm, you and I are living together. You're a high performance triathlete practicing for the Olympics your timing, going to the bed is precisely measured, eating, balanced diet, you know, everything is measured. And I'm just 
you know, I just go to my nine to five, man. I, I gotta go to work tomorrow. But I want to watch Netflix, and you know, what? Can you hear the difference in tyrants? Yes. And then I go, wow, you're so, man, you're so uptight. Mm-hmm. You know what that means in engineering? It fits precisely. Yes. Uptight. It's right. tight fitting, no leakage. Right. You're so loose, Nigel. Mm. And the, core, the smoke detector, the gift of anger, its job is to monitor the values. Mm-hmm. So if you have a core value, of mm-hmm. high precision, and mm-hmm. I keep violating them, guess what's going to happen to you? Well, you're going to be really annoyed. <laughs> well, you're going to feel the gift of anger rising inside of you. That's right. And it's going to move out of the green zone into the yellow zone. And you're like, Nigel, um, can we have a word? I'm like, yeah, what, what's, what's up? <sighs> this is annoying. <laughs> Every time... <laughs> Ah, you see, but we're in yellow zone, and in the yellow zone of anger, communication yeah, resolves possible. issue. Right. No, you use communication to resolve stuff. Right. And go, okay, I'm sorry, baby. I didn't know. I didn't know that you. It's that important to you. Right. That matters. Okay, I'll be more careful. I'll put the thing right here every time. I'll make sure things are in a precise place because you value precision. Mm-hmm. Now I've been educated because you use your gift of anger mm. to communicate. Mm-hmm. Now let's just say you talk to me, Nigel. I thought I t- told you, dude. I like precision timing, precision placing, precision cleanliness, order. These are things that I value. Beauty, and you just act like a slob, man. I thought we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, we did talk about it, but I forgot. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Now we've moved out of the yellow <laughs> zone into the red zone. That's no, orange time. zone. Yeah. No, okay. orange zone. Orange yeah. zone. All right, we're moving or- in orange. Okay. Orange is where your heat, heat, you feel you got hot. And you're like, and some, including me, I go into power destructive words. Yeah. What the F is going on? You see? Now I'm going into I'm like, listen, I have to use some words to move things here. Yeah. And there are words that move things. That's true. The F word definitely does that. <laughs> exactly. A lot of people don't like it because it does things. That's right. Don't give powerful things to people don't, um, who don't understand it. So I prefer hearing uh, Tony Robbins say the F word than right. my little baby, little sister, six-year-old. That's year right, because it's a different intention. Yeah. Well, awareness. I prefer to see a soldier with a machine gun than a 15-year-old. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's no, about awareness. Yeah. Power and awareness have to go together. So basically, a lot of people have escalated into orange zone where they're using words of mass destruction without the awareness that should accompany it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just say the person didn't move, and this is where aggression starts, when yeah. someone's like, listen, you know, Listen, man, what's up? You know, what's up? And mm-hmm. I've seen it in my own people's. We will go to orange fast and mm-hmm. you'll hear. And then you'll see that aggressive display in animals. Mm-hmm. Just a cat. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, you mm-hmm. cross this border one more time. And these claws are not just going to come out. They're yeah. going to turn red. Yes. And so red zone anger is where we use words and action. Mm. This is where red alert comes from. Love it. And so in the military, they do have these signals. We're in yellow alert mode. You know, every time there's a terrorism attack, you'll see we're in red alert, yellow alert. But if we go in red alert, you'll see army on the street, guns out. Red alert is destroy or be destroyed. So most humans, because they ignored all the previous levels, Mm. usually end up in red alert and are not aware how they got there. I, yeah, they do. Right. Yeah. And so that's why I want to bring anger up because most now, and then most people, when they say they're treating anger, they're treating red anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Like when I do work with my couples, they're in red anger, they're in contempt. 
they're in resentment, yes. you know, they're in exactly. red. Yeah. I really <laughs> love the, the metaphors that you have about all the colors, Nigel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to be utilizing that in the work that I do with couples and talking yes. about it as a gift of anger because I didn't have that reframe before. And I just really appreciate the engineering mind that you have and how you've deconstructed and differentiated parts and emotions as a way to make it more tangible and more understandable for people. It's very lovely. Yes. Really. Exactly. Yeah, that's the intent. And I want to give it to people like you who are working with the people. So yeah. That's my audience. That's who I call the change angel. In my mind, you're a change angel mm-hmm. because you are receiving the latest. You're interested and yes. seeking out the latest download. Yes, Whoever I am. it comes from, I, yes. I'm not prejudiced. Give it to me. Give because it to I, me. I want to give it to the people and help the people. So that's what a change angel is. Someone whose mission in life is to help people to be the best version, the latest version that they're supposed to be. And they may not have the latest equipment. It's like I see myself like Q. You know, in James Bond, there's always a scene where Q is talking to Bond. Bond is the change angel. I was like, Bond, Mr. Bond, come here. Have a look at this car. You know, when you press this button here, this thing has here. And this pen here is not really a pen. It's this. I'm that guy. <laughs> That's who you are. I'm going to call you, Nigel, especially yes. as part of my leadership group now. I'm going to call you and be like, I need a metaphor for this. I need a yes. reframe for this, you know? Well, which brings me to my giveaway, right? Because in, in preparation, you said, what are you going to give away? So it turns out most of these distinctions are available on my website Beautiful. already. MasterNigel.com slash distinctions. And you can just go there and it's already organized in terms of spiritual distinctions, mental distinctions, wow. emotional, physical, high performance. Mm-hmm. So the key that if when humans are... Um, fully reset to their spec Mm -hmm. their purpose is performance that's why we're here and shakespeare captured it when he said we're all the world is a stage Mm. and we're all actors upon it when he says actor another word for acting is performance best performing angel and so performance in itself is about mastery Yes. And beauty, doing your thing with grace, fun, and ease. Mm-hmm. But you can only do that if your set, your hardware is set up right, which is your body. Your emotional settings are working to give you feedback. Your mental software and the hardware that it contains, it called the brain, is tuned right, like an Apple computer. You know, that's a precision instrument. Yes. And the function in the mind has got access to the cloud spiritual realm where it is available for any download that's been issued right i just love this i just love this i I really love this i mean it's funny because i teach a lot of the things that you're you know you're talking about and i i talk about it in different ways i just love it it's just mind-blowing it's so good nigel you're wonderful you're wonderful 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 i love it (laughs) so i have only one request is that i would like to my mission, mm-hmm. I, I think you see it there, my current assignment yes. is to assemble the change angels. So I'm starting a movement called Change Angel Activation. Okay. So in terms of change angels, you represent the activated change angel. Yeah. You're doing what a change angel does. You do your work and you replicate it. Mm-hmm. Um, taboo is a way of replicating your work and expanding it to other angels. And when I listen to your podcast, I'm like, oh, that's a badass angel she got there. Oh, yeah. You see? So you're, <laughs> and you're, you're basically serving the change angel yeah. while doing yourself and modeling Yes, it. that's right. A beautiful model. So you, what I'm doing is saying yeah. there are more people like Dr. Ever who are not yet awakened to that, they're that. That's right. Yeah. And we've got a, I'm on a mission to locate and activate. 
Yes, I will send them to you, my dear. I will send oh, them to you. Well, I will send them to you, and then we can send them back out in the world. Yes. Okay. In fact, no, we're gonna, you're going to send them to me, and then I'm going to send them back to you Perfect. so that I can get on this podcast, and we can go exponential. That would be about- great. <laughs> I love this podcast, Nigel. I absolutely love this podcast. I love yeah. what you're about. I love mm. you, and I've only known you for an hour. Um, I... I want the world to get your message. I will spread yeah. it as much as I can from from oh. my sense. And I will be launching this podcast as soon as it's edited, and I will be advertising it as well. So thank you so much for your time today, Nigel. I'm yeah. going to be jumping on with another change agent right now because um, I'm going to be part of a really cool summit with uh, Kim Quick, who I'll oh. introduce you to as well. And and I'm really looking forward to meeting you in person in Costa Rica yeah. at our okay. Costa Rica ATL group. It's going to be great. <laughs> I just want to make clear some one little thing. There's yeah. change agents and change angels. I like change angels better, yeah. Agents work for angels. Mm. The angel is the highest level being you can have on earth. I like There's, that. Yeah, they're next to God. They're like God, if they're agents, they work for God direct. Like, hello, me and God are one. And whatever I say, that's what God's talking. I'm God talking. That's right. Yeah, you know, I really like that download. That's a really good one there. And just to clarify something, there's this phenomenon called fear, which has been deleted, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, We have to, it's an error in the software and um, what it causes is for people to, to avoid greatness. Greatness triggers the phenomena previously known as fear. I just want to say that that phenomena's name has no longer called fear. It's called turbo. Mm -hmm. So greatness triggers turbo and turbo is superpowers. Love it. So an angel is running on superpowers. Superpowers. So, Dr. Eber, you are on superpowers. I know. My muscles are are, (laughs) are bringing it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Nigel. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're a beautiful man. Yes. You have a beautiful heart. And I'm so glad that you started taking things apart when you were a young man. So that way you could be here today serving people like me and the rest of the world to continue to do the work that I do and continue to do the work that you do. Thank you, Nigel. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Blessings. Blessings to you. Blessings to everybody that's listening. Of course, we always appreciate you guys listening to our beautiful podcast with with awesome people like Nigel. And uh, we will see you next time on another episode of Taboo Talk Time. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining the Taboo Talk Time movement. Go ahead and like and subscribe to our fun, free, and informative podcast. And of course, don't forget to share us with your friends. Visit TabooTalkTime.com to learn more about Dr. Eva's therapeutic services, private intensives, as well as her online couples courses and live couples retreats. As always, we appreciate your listenership and can't wait to share all of our new up-and-coming Taboo Talk Time podcast with you. See you next time.